ready for our third part. The way to make uh, really good use of these interfaces is to uh, is to realize that we can actually connect one class to another by referring to things in a more abstract or more general uh, way. And the most general way of all, of course, is to uh, every class in Java is an object and so if you refer to something just merely as an object it's the most flexible of all. Let's take a look at the diagram of what we did in our last section. Uh, in order to use status set for bank accounts and coins uh, we made bank account and coin implement something called a um, uh, an interface. We, we uh, used one called measurable and the thing that all things that are considering themselves measurable are the ones, uh, the classes that implement a single method, namely get measure. So if a class wants to uh, consider itself measurable, it just has to provide that one method, and that method will provide information for our data set, uh, the actual number to which it's going to do statistics on. And so for the coin, we could pass along the value of the coin. For a bank account, we could pass along the value of a balance or the, the value of an interest rate. Or, uh, um, But we had a problem with this because sometimes you'll want to have things measured from a class that we didn't actually write. For instance, when we actually implemented the bank account class, <clears throat> we were able to write this class and imp implement it by providing our own method within the definition of that class. We don't get to do that if we want to do some other method, like for instance the rectangle method. We don't, we didn't actually write the toolkit that uh, that, that belongs to. And so uh, our last step is to make things the most general of all. So rather than think of something that's measurable, let's think of a more of a verb kind of a way of doing things. Uh, well, let's talk about an interface that is a measurer. -er. Kind of reminds me of that movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're going to have a measurer, -er, and we're going to pass along a parameter, the actual object. And everything is an object. Everything is a subclass of 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 the object class. And um, <coughs> excuse me. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to implement uh, this new interface in a whole new way. And we're going to have to change a bunch of things to do so. OK, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to change the interface. We would like to now have it a little bit more active. We have a real general object and I'm just calling it the thing. And I've just changed the name rather than get measure, that is just an accessor method that provides information. We're going to actually call a method more of a verb sound. We're going to measure something. What are we going to measure? We're going to measure the explicit parameter, the object, which I just named the thing. 
it could be a bank account, it could be a coin, and the idea is that when this is implemented, we're going to implement it with things that are measurers of different objects, and that way we don't actually have to redefine the class. The class could extend as its own, and in fact, that's what I'm going to show you. I'm going to restore our, uh, our bank account class and our coin class back to the way it was, where it wasn't implementing any interface, and we're going to create new classes to be uh, the way that we're going to implement this where we don't actually have to adapt or change anything about the coin class or anything about the bank account class. So all we've done here is we've just changed the name to measure and the thing being measured. So now we're going to take a look at how we're going to implement it. All we need to do is to say that we're going to implement Measurer. This class has a tiny little existence. We're going to call it Bank Balance Measurer. And that way we can, uh, we can make other measurers using the same bank account class and measure different things. If I want, I could, I could see uh, the we can measure uh, the average time the person has the account open, or we can use uh, uh, the interest rate, or we could use the um, the length of the person's name and organize it that way. Anything we want about the bank account class. So notice all we because uh, the way we're implementing this, we're passing along in the explicit parameter. Uh, I just called it O for object, but uh, we can make it anything you want. All I did is I did a typecast of O to make it into a bank account class object and we're only going to feed to our bank balance measure bank accounts so it'll be valid and then we can use the bank account method the accessor method that gives access to that particular instances information like its balance or anything we want and we don't have to change the balance just to just to show you uh, I went back and I changed bank account so it doesn't implement anything this was our original bank account class before we added any implementation and you can see the diagram here that we have the bank account measurer is a uh, is a measurer and it, it has a bank account that it measures and from this it presents information for our data set to use and we could do this the same if I restore the coin class and remove the fact that it implements anything it's like it's from an exterior source I can have some committee or, or some other group of programmers work on that independently of me and all I have to do is make an implementation of measurer that will typecast it to type coin and then all I have to do is once it's cast into a coin use one of those accessor methods from the coin class to get information of how I want to measure the coin it could be by the weight of the coin the diameter of the coin the name of the coin or the value of the coin anything I want I don't have to keep changing the coin class I can just merely make a special dedicated class that implements my measurer and once I've typecast it into the kind of object that it's measuring I can use any method I want from the coin class any excerpt to to measure anything I want about that class so I've done that here for the coin class for coin measurer and in fact you could do it for anything you want including for instance what if I wanted to measure a bunch of strings well that's actually the tester class um, how would I make a uh, well I'll come back to that but uh, you can sort of see I've already worked it out earlier you could take any object you want because we're messing around with the object and 
the most generic of all things is the object class. As long as we know what it is, I can typecast it into the thing that it is. It's a string, a coin, or whatever. And I can use anything about it. Here I've used the length of the string. And I can then get statistics about the average length of a bunch of strings, or perhaps the longest string. And in fact, uh, we can use this for things like rectangles. Now rectangle actually has been written for me in the Java AWT class, uh, a window toolkit is what that stands for. And I don't have to touch rectangle. All I'm going to do is I'm going to implement measurer by defining the measure method which works upon any object at all but because this is a rectangle measurer I'm only going to feed it rectangles so that it's valid to cast my generic object into a rectangle. If you feed it something that isn't a rectangle, you're going to have a runtime error. And then I can do anything I want. If I measure it by angle, I can use that formula. If I wanted to do a perimeter, I could just add two widths and two heights. And that way I can maybe do make a data set and figure out the maximum perimeter. Uh, there's a, any way I want to measure it, I can, uh, maybe I should be more specific to call this the rectangle area measurer, and then I can have another implementation, that, which would be the rectangle perimeter measurer. So you can sort of see the great flexibility you get by having this extra step of providing a most generic thing, an object, as an explicit parameter. So uh, you'll notice that I believe the last thing that remains is making changes to our data set class so that it actually will work not with the measurable interface, but with our brand new measurer interface. So we're going to finally take a look at making adaptations to use our brand new interface in the dataset class. We used to have it under measure. Uh, we're, we're going to make a change to the maximum since the maximum returns uh, the object that we're uh, measuring, which is the largest of the things that it's seen. Uh, we're just going to make it a simple object. So uh, the next thing we need, we need a brand new field. We need to know. Um, the uh, the name of um, of the thing that's doing the measuring because even though we might have an object that is a bank account or a coin or some other thing we might have uh, different data sets for measuring different aspects of that class and so we're going to uh, store the measurer uh, that we're going to be using so. It, you know, that way we can distinguish between having a data set that compares maybe like the weight of the coin versus the value of the coin or the diameter of the coin. We can have multiple uh, measurers for the different aspects for the same object. So we're going to store that information and because of that we've added uh, whenever we make a new instance of the data set class we're going to provide an, ex uh, an explicit parameter of the name of the uh, measurer object that implements the um, the measurer interface. So um, we just have to pass that along and store that so we can use that particular interfaces method uh, which has the implementation of the measure uh, method. So uh, we have to change our parameter when we add a new data point to our data set. It's going to be of type object, could be anything at all. 
we're going to add the value and notice how we change it uh, so it's the value itself is now the explicit parameter and the implicit parameter now is going to be the um, the uh, the new implementation of our measure interface so it might be a bank account uh, balance measurer, it might be a coin weight measurer, it might be a string length measurer, whatever the name of the thing that we've made uh, that will typecast it into the appropriate thing and use the particular value that we're interested in making a, some uh, statistics on. Uh, that's what's provided and um, you can sort of see here that we need to specify um, we have to qualify. Remember, that's called the qualifier from Chapter 8, uh, the thing to the left of the dot. So in this case, it's going to be our stored measure when we initialized our data set. And then, of course, we're going to use the interfaces uh, method. That, that's the universal thing. In order to qualify as an implementation of measure, it has to have that method measure in there. And uh, we're going to feed it the object that we're adding and it can then extract from that object whatever whatever uh, field that we're interested in measuring. And again we just change the syntax here to use that when we compare the two. And I believe the only last thing we had to make sure is that when we return the maximum value that we return it in uh, as an object. And anything specific about the object we want um, can then be typecast to get access to that. That way, if it's like a string, we can use the length of the string using a string measurer, but then the actual uh, string that's the that qualifies for the maximum, we're going to return that object so that we can actually see the text of the longest if we'd like, using uh, or anything we want. If it's the coin, we can get the name of the coin based upon uh, maybe measuring its largest diameter or the greatest value, uh, anything we want. So that's how we were going to implement that. And I believe um, everything will now work. And just to make sure, I, I have this other little tester here. And what I've done is this one will make an instance of a rectangle measurer. It'll start it up with a brand new uh, instance of our brand new data set and notice how I'm passing along to the data set the name of the object that's doing the measuring. So in this case I've implemented it to uh, use the area of the rectangle. So I'm adding a few rectangles and it's work it can access its area from that using the get width and the get height uh, methods and that's what I expect so let's see how we did. So let's run that class and take a look at the output. Uh, so it seems to be working just fine. And um, I just want to show you one nice little feature. Um, here I have a tester right here. I'm going to make a string measurer, make a new instance of the data set, passing along our string measurer um, class. But you'll notice the string measurer class I've actually defined within my main method. That's legal. In fact, it's got a name. It's called an inner class. Many of these nice little class objects um, it can get uh, a bit crowded inside my project. They have these tiny little classes that 
their only existence, uh, the only reason why they exist is to implement a particular interface. And um, uh, it's often very convenient to have the code right there. You'll see this a lot, too, with graphic input um, applications and applets. You'll have buttons, and then there's another class that's uh, that's action events kind of classes that react to people interacting with the buttons. So what to do when you click a checkbox or what to do when you have a button pressed. That's different from the actual button class that shows the button and the text on the button or the color of, of uh, or the text associating with checkboxes. So it's often uh, very easy um, to put within that another inner class that handles things regarding that object. And so um, that's introduced also in at the very end of chapter 9. Very common to do that. So you can sort of see it's perfectly Leela. Right within the main class, I have my measurer class. And I still need to implement it after I define what that inner class is. And you'll notice it should just work. I put in uh, three words, and I'm using length to measure the words. Here's a five-letter word, and a seven-letter word, and a three-letter word. And uh, let's see how we do. There you go. Seems to work just fine. So. Um, Keep uh, keep playing it around. If you really think you understand it, go ahead and uh, try to make your own measurer that will measure some object of your own choosing and see if you can get that to work for you and uh, see if you can use the data set class without even changing it. This is a very flexible way to use the data set class. And uh, that'll give you a little bit more familiarity and confidence about how to use an interface. And also, uh, it'll clarify any difficulties you might have uh, that you haven't mastered yet about uh, casting an object uh, using a type, a typecast. So good luck with that.